This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 188 of the Catholic Foodie, Easter Feasting with Nuns. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about Easter. That's right, it's, uh, you know, Easter was about a week and a half ago. Today is a Friday, and uh, Easter was about a week and a half, almost two weeks ago now, you know, but Easter is a season, not just a day. Matter of fact, uh, Easter is the, the biggest uh, feast of the church, of the church year, and uh, we celebrate that as an octave. It's eight days of Easter. And uh, so even, you know, you have your second Sunday of Easter, that, that Easter Sunday a week after Easter Sunday is still Easter. Pretty cool, huh? We're going to talk about that right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. That's right, folks. Uh, it's Easter season. Happy Easter. You know, it was just a fantastic, glorious time the last couple of weeks. Uh, the weather has been unnaturally mild. <laughs> I mean, I'm down here in, in, in New Orleans, right? Uh, in the humid, uh, uh, swampy area of, of the world. And it's just been nice. Yeah, it's May. Today is May 2nd. And the weather's like, I don't know, it was 60 degrees this morning when I when I woke up and went outside. That's unusual, very unusual, but I'm I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Uh, it's been fantastic. Matter of fact, sun, uh, you know, the whole Easter Triduum, uh, the, the, the sacred uh, uh, days that we celebrate, these mysteries that we celebrate here in, in our church, you know, you've got your, your Holy Thursday, the institution of the Eucharist, we commemorate that. Uh, uh, the the priesthood, right? The the institution of the priesthood, we we commemorate that. Um, Good Friday, the, the the passion and death of of Jesus. Uh, Holy Saturday, where there is no masses celebrated throughout the world, none. And then finally, the Easter Vigil, which takes place uh, on Holy Saturday night, uh, after you know in the evening time or or later in the at night, uh, you have. The resurrection, Jesus rising from the dead. That is the biggest, right? The biggest thing that's ever happened in this world. Of course, we look at the incarnation, Jesus became, God became man. God became flesh and blood, just like me and you, uh, in the person of Jesus Christ, which is an amazing, um, just, an, <laughs> it, it, it's it's awesome, right? It is, it's awe, uh, it, it's just incredible that God became man, became one of us. And then... This man, this God-man, dies a brutal death, and three days later rises from the dead. That's just, uh, this is what we celebrate, and this is what Easter's all about. It's about new life. It's about the fact that Jesus changes everything. I love that quote that we have in, in in the scriptures, of course, but you see it too if you've seen the movie Passion of the Christ. You see it that, uh, that, that last time that Jesus falls when he meets his mother. Um, what does he say? He, he's starting to get up. He, he pick, he's got the cross on his, you know, it's crushing him, but he, he, he sees his mother and he, he kind of gives him that, uh, that extra, I don't know, the, the, uh, oomph, the whatever it is to, to stand up again. And he stands up and he says, look, mother, I make all things new. And that's what he does. And, and that's what this season is all about. Uh, Jesus rose from the dead and he's alive today. And, and that's what we celebrate. And, you know, we had a, a, just a fantastic uh, Easter celebration, personally, at my, at my home. Uh, you may know that uh, I'm in the middle right now of writing a, a cookbook. It's, um, it's called Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie, Middle Eastern Cuisine, 
published by Liguri Publications. It's just going to be coming out uh, November 1st. And uh, in order to do this cookbook, I have, of course, I've got to uh, test all the recipes, right? Make sure that they're correct, that they work. And uh, we also take pictures, lots of pictures, color pictures in this book. It's going to be about 200 pages long, about 60 or so recipes, and all Middle Eastern cuisine. And so I've been doing a lot of cooking at home that's just been, you know, like I'm back in the Holy Land, <laughs> making hummus and baba ganoush and uh, tabbouleh, and uh, I made uh, meat pies, like lamb-filled uh, meat pies the other day, and, and spinach pies, and uh, moussakan, which is something that's new for me to make, and uh, maklube, maklube, or makluba, some people call it. Uh, th- these are dishes that were kind of new to me, and uh, I've been experimenting with that and, and having a lot of fun, uh, but it's been a lot of Middle Eastern, but you wouldn't believe the amount of lemons and uh, parsley and, uh, and tahini that I've been going through in my kitchen. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. So I, 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 that's really something that has come forth or, or, or sprung out of the, the Food Meets Faith pilgrimage that I led to the Holy Land back in, in February, this past February. And I uh, got a new one coming up. We're going, this is the second one. Uh, we're going again in this this coming February, the 2015. So uh, you'll hear more about that a little bit later in the show. So I've been doing a lot of cooking, and that's what we did, of course, over the the, the Triduum. Uh, Good Friday's a day of fasting, but on Holy Thursday, we did our usual big meal where we, we had lamb, we had the bitter herbs, the spinach salad, or actually this year I did sautéed dandelion leaves with uh, caramelized onions, uh, roasted potatoes, things like that. Delicious. It was it was just a, such a beautiful uh, meal, wonderful to celebrate with my family at home, and then and then we'll go to the 7 o'clock service at the church, uh, the commemoration of the, the Last Supper. And uh, Good Friday, the, the day of fasting, and, and Holy Saturday, trying to hold on to that spirit of, of fasting until until we celebrate um, the Easter Vigil, and we went to the Vigil this year, and so again, we had more lamb on Easter and uh, kind of a, a departure from the usual crawfish boil for us on Easter Sunday, but it's been just a, an absolute joy. The weather has been uh, phenomenal, just just perfect, and uh, it's almost as if the, the earth itself is wanting to, at least in my, area, my corner of the world, right, wanting to celebrate also the, the glorious resurrection of uh, Jesus from the dead. So a lot of fun, and then uh, we had... Two guests on the show uh, to talk about Easter and Easter feasting. Uh, just last week, we had two nuns, as a matter of fact, friends of mine, Sister Julia Derenkamp and Sister Tracy Dugas, daughters of St. Paul there in New Orleans. They also are some of the singing nuns, right? The singing daughters of St. Paul. They usually put an album out a year. And it was just uh, so great to have them on the show, Monsignor Christopher Nolte, a priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Uh, my co-host was was with me as well. And we just had a delightful conversation. I wanted to have them on the show to talk about um, how you know, the experience of, of living these, these great feast days of the church as part of a religious family. Because I think we can we can really learn a lot from the religious and and our parishes and our and our in our dioceses. Uh, because they live a life that's really dedicated 100% to the Lord. They, they, they live a life that is dedicated to community, which is family, and a life that is dedicated to living the, 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 the liturgical year of the church, all the feasts that we celebrate, all, everything that we do throughout the year, religious are able to take part in that like 100%. 
Whereas, you know, for us families, if you're a mom and dad and you've got kids, there are so many different demands on our time that we can't always enter into the liturgy of the church the way that perhaps we would like to. And I know I know this personally, I experienced this personally, because I was in the seminary twice, and uh, in the religious community once, and uh, and so I, I've lived that, that sort of a, a life where you're completely just... Um, inundated, right? You're, you're, you're living inside almost the, the, the liturgical life of the church. It's a beautiful thing. And so we see how the, these communities, these, these families, these religious families, whether it's the Benedictines, the Franciscans, the Jesuits, or the, the Daughters of St. Paul, whatever it may be, we, the Carmelites, we see how these different families live and, and bring, not just in the church, but in, in the house, in the home. How do they live out these feasts of the church, the, these celebrations of the church, the liturgy. And that, that was kind of the, the, the impetus, I guess, for me to invite uh, Sister Julia and Sister Tracy to join us on the show. And I hope that you get something really good out of this. I know I did, although for some strange reason I was a bit nervous. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, usually behind a microphone, I, I don't really feel nervous at all. Uh, but when I was in the studio... Monsignor Christopher Nalty in, in his usual spot. I was actually at the board, uh, working the board. Uh, Dave Dawson was there, but he wasn't on the show with us. He was kind of in the background trying to help me with the, you know, working the board and all that. And then I had Sister Tracy and Sister, Ju- Sister Julia sitting right across from me. And all of a sudden, I was like, man, I'm nervous. I don't know. I'm on the spot or something. I don't know what it is. Anyway, of course, you know, we had the jokes too about, you know, the the nuns are making me nervous and whatever. Well, I don't know if that was the case. It's not because they're nuns, but man, I, I was nervous. Maybe because I, they're friends and, and I felt like I had to do really well, you know, with them uh, in studio with me. Anyway, uh, I want to uh, take a break real quick right here, and then I'm going to let run for you the show that we did this past week uh, because we are still in the Easter season. The reason that I, 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 re- I reached out to Sister Tracy and Sister Julia is because I saw all the, the pictures they posted on Facebook, the stuff that they were cooking and eating, and they went to Lafayette and visited, I think it's uh, Sister Tracy's uh, parents, and uh, there were just so many beautiful pictures of, of them celebrating Easter, and I thought, man, it would be great to talk to them about that. So that's what, um, that's what uh, I did. I invited them on, and uh, you get to listen. So if you missed it as it broadcasted on Friday, you get to hear it now. And uh, without further ado, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, and I want to invite you to join me on a food and faith pilgrimage to the Holy Land organized by Select International Tours from February 26th to March 8th, 2015. On this pilgrimage, we'll be exploring many of the sites that a feature in my soon-to-be-released cookbook published by Liguori Publications. The name of the book is Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie Middle Eastern Cuisine, and it is scheduled to be released November 1st. The first 10 people to sign up for this pilgrimage will receive a free autographed copy of the cookbook. On this journey to Israel, we will explore Bethlehem, Cana, Nazareth, Jerusalem, Jericho, Ein Karim, and Emmaus. We will celebrate Mass on the Mount of Beatitudes and sail on the Sea of Galilee. We will visit Jesus' tomb, the place where he was buried and where he rose from the dead. 
On this Food and Faith pilgrimage, we will walk the land of Jesus and taste the culture through the delicious foods of the Middle East, dining in some of Israel's best restaurants and getting cooking lessons from some of Israel's top chefs. On this pilgrimage, we will grow in faith together around the table of the Eucharist and around the dinner table as we share some of the same foods that Jesus used to eat. For more information and to register, go to catholicfoodie.com. Welcome to Around the Table. I'm Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie. I'm here with Monsignor Christopher Nolte, a priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans, and David Dawson, president of Catholic Community Radio. And we have a couple guests today. Very excited about today. This is Easter Friday, y'all. Easter Friday. And we Friday have... and the octave of Easter. There you go. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> and you know, every day of this week yes. is Easter. That's right. You say this day. In fact, you know, yeah, I had a Mass at Our Lady of Good Counsel on Wednesday, and they wanted to do the Mass of Our Lady of Good Counsel. I said, it's Easter. Yeah. Every day is Easter. We Easter. do the triple, double Alleluia at the end of Mass, the Gloria, the Alleluia Psalms, everything. And I said, well, that's, I'm sorry. I didn't make this up. This is, I'm just passing it along for you guys. Alleluia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we are also, we're very excited also to have uh, Sister Tracy and Sister Julia, daughters of St. Paul, here with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Great Thanks. to be here. So you guys, you you guys, listen to me, like I'm from up north or something. You guys, so y'all, y'all. y'all. Thank you. Y'all. Are you from Baton Rouge? I didn't know you were from Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah. please don't. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're here in Easter. You guys, you guys, here I go again. Yeah, I'm nervous. Just Why am I nervous? I've got nuns, nuns here. Nuns. That y'all, nuns. y'all are making just me nervous. We're nuns. We're making you nervous. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are, you, are your knuckles starting to get nervous too? Because I'm no. going to give them a ruler in a second no. if you keep acting up like this. <laughs> You're scaring me. Uh, well, you guys have a unique experience, right? Because y'all are here. You're in New Orleans. Tell us what you do, who you are. I mean, you have the, the Pauline Books and Media Center, your daughter's St. Paul. For people who may, be, may not know about that, tell us a little bit about what that's all about. Well, we have been here in New Orleans for over 40 years, and um, it's it's a beautiful thing to know that we've been in a certain city, a certain town for that long. Um, but we were we're actually a, a younger congregation. Uh, we were founded in 1915 in northern Italy, and the founder um, was a, a a young priest. Uh, at the time when he first felt inspired to found us, he was actually still in the seminary. So um, in a sense, that's how God works. He'll call uh, someone who's kind of not quite equipped for everything that he's calling you to do. And um, he gives you that as you go. Uh, but his name is uh, Blessed James Alberione. And we were founded in order to to bring, preach the gospel, to evangelize through the modern means of communication. Because he believed that if if St. Paul were alive today, he would grab a microphone, he would do a podcast. At that time, obviously, it was more, you know, be on, uh, have a newspaper, right. um, communicate through the written word. Uh, so we started out as publishers. And so here in New Orleans, we have the Pauline Book and Media Center, which is in um, in Metairie on veterans. And we've been we've had that book and media ministry for all this time. And there uh, we just invite people to come in to experience the word of God um, and to to enter our chapel, which is also present in all of our our centers and to encounter Christ in some way. We have talks, we have events, um, but it's a beautiful ministry. And then from there, we go out. So we'll do things like this. You know, we'll give talks. Um, we'll visit parishes and and just try to expand the reach of our mission because so many people, um, 
if they only knew where to get good sources to, to nourish their spiritual life, you know, we have to be nourished physically to survive, but our spirits have to be nourished That's constantly, right. constantly. So we're there to help that along. And y'all sing too, right? Yes, we do. Sister <laughs> Julia and I are in part of the Daughters of St. Paul Choir. That's awesome. I, I, I love uh, listening to your music. When you it's have your inspiring. choir, do you all go to different parishes and do this, or do you have concerts? Or We have concerts. Okay. Um, we actually record once a year, okay. pretty much, and that, that happens at our mother house, which is in Boston, Massachusetts. And we are probably one of the few religious congregations whose mother house has a sound studio underground. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for people that work in radio. They're like, wow, really? That's really? pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then, uh, so we record then, and normally uh, it around Christmas time we do a series of of live concerts and they're sort of a fun um us being us kind of thing um it's really family oriented and we'll sing a selection of maybe 17 18 songs and do uh do different concerts that normally happens in the new england area we're hoping to expand that though oh cool that's awesome. If you ever come down here, I would love to have you in St. Stephen's Church. Okay. We, uh, we have great acoustics. Uh, and, good. Uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'd love yeah to, we do uh, dance yeah. around, though, Father. I don't know. That's good. You, okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll right. have to keep you out of the sanctuary then. <laughs> yeah, you might, there's a lot of interaction. Yeah, yeah. we do. We do. We, we interact with the crowd and go out and... Yeah, I'll, I'll just need fun. to get an invite, you know, if if y'all do that. So, oh yeah, sure. We'll put it, <laughs> we'll we'll, you know. we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll text I'll, you. Oh, thanks. Thank we'll you. message you on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Catholic yeah, foodie. Well, well, speaking of Facebook, you know, that was one of the reasons I want to invite y'all to join us today because you know it's it's it's, it's Friday and and Easter, right? The octave of Easter, and uh, I saw some of the pictures of of y'all on Facebook from from Easter. I mean, Easter was just a glorious, glorious weekend, Saturday and and Sunday. Uh, it was as if the the universe itself was resonating, right, uh, echoing uh, the resurrection of Jesus. And so, I wanted to invite y'all talk to you about uh, how how as a religious family, how do y'all celebrate the liturgical seasons? How do you celebrate Easter? And because I know that we families uh, can learn from from y'all. Well, for us, I mean, just a regular, ordinary lunchtime is is sacred. For us, you know, so even though we're busy in the book center, we'll stop at lunchtime and all of us will go upstairs. That's our big meal. We call it our big meal. And we take the time. I mean, like the Italians do, you talk and you what happened during the morning and what's coming up. And but it's it's all kind of revolving around the, the lunch and right. the food, right? But for Easter, it's like a little over the top for us. As you can see from the pictures we post on Facebook, I, I was getting comments, wow, you guys really, really yeah. go all out. Well, everybody wants to contribute in some way, right? So it's not as though there's just one cook. All of us are cooks for, you know, for that special day. So we, we divvy it up and, you know, who's doing the potatoes, who's doing this, who's doing that. So everybody feels as though they're, you know, in, involved in the, the preparation part of it. Cause that's just as important as the actual eating. It's just, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's really, it, it means something to make the, to make the space beautiful, to, to take the time. And I think even that when you're cooking, it's like, it, you can almost like when you go home to Sister Tracy's mom and you you, you eat her food, you can taste the love. Okay? Oh, yeah. You can just totally taste the love. And I said, and when we're cooking, we try to do the same thing. You know, we just really make it special. So th- this Easter was even more special because it was Sister Alice's birthday. Oh, so wow. we combined Easter with her birthday. And she, um, we never do the store-bought cake ever, mm. ever. She'll, she'll 
point to something in a magazine or a, or a cookbook and say, I like this one, yeah. right? So uh, Sister Jerome was the master cake baker this time, and it was some kind of strawberry lemonade okay. yeah, cake. Yeah, I think it took her about eight days to make that cake. Oh, oh my God. God. No, I think three. three. Maybe three. But let's be realistic. Yeah, yeah. Let's not exaggerate. It took three days. She and, planted a lemon seed oh, and waited, waited for the lemon to grow. But that cake, I don't think it lasted the two days. I mean, it was oh. pretty much gone. But it was, I took a picture of it before we, you know, demolished it. It was just, yeah, it, but it, it made it special. It made it extra special for Sister Alice and, and for us too. It just, it, it adds something when you just don't go out and buy something. You know, you just, you take the time and you make it yourself with your right. own hands and yeah. you take the time. And actually even the time that's invested in that, in that thing that you're making is a gift. I mean, you could put a bow on that because, right. it, and it's even more valuable than just something that's just, you know. How many sisters together. are in y'all's community? We're five. Five. Okay. We're five. We actually um, sometimes we're four because one of our sisters is caring for a, a sick parent. But um, we're normally five, so we were five strong for okay. Easter. And the other thing about the whole the meal part, uh, the prelude to all of it was the fact that we were able to spend um, uh, the three days, the triduum, uh, in real spiritual. Uh, preparation. So um, we actually joined uh, the Poor Claire sisters who are here in New Orleans. They've been here for over a hundred years. Oh, I mean, yeah. they've been here oh. a long time, and um, and we've gotten to know them over 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 time. And they live the liturgy in an, a very beautiful and intense way. And we're apostolic sisters, the daughters of Saint Paul. Our life, we're apostolic, so we're sent out to do our mission. And so we pray, but our prayer life is kind of really early in the morning and we'll maybe have certain moments in the day to pray, but not as much as a cloister community might. So for us, it's a real treat to just be able to pull out of the normal, like, oh, the phone is ringing. That might be for me, you know, kind of thing. And just to get out of that whole atmosphere and to enter a different one and to be surrounded by people that are um, praying and always praying. Mm-hmm. And um, and just to be a part of that was amazing. It's so funny you say that because I try to do the same thing during the Triduum. You say, how can a priest do it? Because you're leading. But but the truth is, is the the events of um, the Triduum are the ceremonies are not that much. You have the the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Thursday. We do an all night vigil at our parish from from the end of that mass until six in the morning. And then, um, and then people are going through the church doing the stations of the cross until the, the um, good Friday service. But I will, people ask me, you must be worn out from the triduum. I said, well, really, I don't make appointments during the triduum. And so yeah. beginning Thursday around noon, I don't have any appointments until, until after Easter Sunday. I mean, obviously it's an emergency and I have to go to the hospital or something like that, but generally speaking, don't schedule and, and try to really stay recollected the whole time. And it's, we do a, a, a the all night vigil at the parish and people will come in and out of that, you know, listening to the Lord's request. Couldn't you wake, stay awake with me one hour that night? And uh, my family has been doing it in their parish for over 130 years. Mm, um, wow. And so most parishes don't have the all night, but my family always took the last hour, which was from five to six in the morning on Good Friday. And so during our vigil, you'll have three or four, five or six people there. And then all of a sudden at five in the morning, the people are there like, what happened? And a hundred right, yeah. people show up, yeah. you know, for the vigil. <laughs> and then they all go to one of my cousin's houses and I'll have breakfast together. Oh, but uh, but I, I stay in the church. But it's such a great, when you do that and you live the triddle, and then when the Easter vigil, comes 
and people are brought into the church, your joy on Easter Sunday, and this Easter Sunday was so glorious, most perfect weather, and that's that was when the feasting started. Me and my mom, I cooked lamb. Oh, and we, I want to talk about that lamb, too, in just a minute. <laughs> but we need to take a break, so uh, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, and I want to invite you to join me on a food and faith pilgrimage to the Holy Land organized by Select International Tours from February 26th to March 8th, 2015. On this pilgrimage, we'll be exploring many of the sites that a feature in my soon-to-be-released cookbook published by Liguori Publications. The name of the book is Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie Middle Eastern Cuisine, and it is scheduled to be released November 1st. The first 10 people to sign up for this pilgrimage will receive a free autographed copy of the cookbook. On this journey to Israel, we will explore Bethlehem, Cana, Nazareth, Jerusalem, Jericho, Ein Karim and Emmaus. We will celebrate Mass on the Mount of Beatitudes and sail on the Sea of Galilee. We will visit Jesus' tomb, the place where he was buried and where he rose from the dead. On this food and faith pilgrimage, we will walk the land of Jesus and taste the culture through the delicious foods of the Middle East, dining in some of Israel's best restaurants and getting cooking lessons from some of Israel's top chefs. On this pilgrimage, we will grow in faith together around the table of the Eucharist and around the dinner table as we share some of the same foods that Jesus used to eat. For more information and to register, go to catholicfoodie.com. Welcome back to Around the Table. Uh, we, are, we are now back to talk about uh, the feasting. We're talking about Easter. Right. Of course, we are uh, the Friday in the octave of Easter. And uh, man, what a glorious day. Yep. What a glorious day. Uh, Sunday was just fantastic. The weather. I tried to spend a lot of time outside because it was just so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we went to the vigil mass in our parish. And so uh, we, we could afford the time during the day. And uh, believe it, we always do a, a big to-do on, on Holy Thursday. For us, for our, our family, personally, that's just a big deal for us. And I always do lamb, and we always do some sort of a, not really a Seder, but but just a more of a prayerful meal. Mm-hmm. And we'll have the, the, the bitter greens, and, and, and we have the... Uh, the unleavened bread, except it's kind of actually leavened. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's you it's, it's Arabic bread. It's, 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 it's pita. It's uh, you know, there's there's some leavening in there. Um, but but it's just a beautiful experience. And uh, we had a lot of leftovers this year because I, I'm working on a cookbook and and I have to take a lot of pictures. And so I'm making a lot of different foods for the for the book. And well, we couldn't eat all that, you know. Just feel free to share, you know. Yeah, we oh, take absolutely. leftovers, you know. Sure, sure. So Just that's what my take... point is that Sunday we we did. We ate a lot of that. Le- we ate leg of lamb and, oh. and, and, and parsley potatoes and uh, more salad and all of that. On Sunday, I had to cook. And mm-hmm. so we could spend time outside. It was just glorious. I thought you'd like to cook. See, on I, my feast day, I get I, to cook. I, 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 I want to cook. I love it. You know, I was dying to cook all week. I, <laughs> ate, I ate meagerly through the chertelum so I could really feast on uh, on Easter Easter Sunday. Now, in your community, sisters, do each night, do all of you cook? Or well, do you have like, people like assigned? Sister, Sister Julia was kind of explaining a bit. We each take a day to cook. There you and go. so because our big meal is on, on at noon... Somebody in the morning will take the hour, two hours, whatever she needs to cook for that day. And so um, that's kind of how we work it. But on a feast day, uh, unless somebody really wants to do something special um, and do the whole meal herself, um, we'll normally each kind of divvy out and say who's going to do what. Um, Some of us have our, our specialties or 
we've cooked something at a past meal and everybody really liked we it. We want you to cook that again. Yeah. So like they'll ask for things, you know, um, but we're really blessed here in our location in New Orleans. Um, our house has a beautiful, large kitchen with plenty of counter space. So there's room for us to be together and to enjoy each other and to cook, you know, and to help each other out, wash dishes if, you know, somebody needs help or whatever. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we each do our thing. And, and it's learning that even coordinating it, you know, is. is you want to time a, it so it all gets exactly, done right, you know. Exactly. So you got to you got to yeah. watch and, uh, where are you dance, with yours. You know? What time are, are we eating? Start? Yeah. Is, how hot is the oven? Who's got the good knife? Hey, somebody took the good knife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where's the good knife? Good knife. One good knife. Well, see, that, that's the beautiful thing, too, because you're all working together. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I know that one of the things that we uh, my children love to cook and, and I, I've talked to other families, other people across the country who even who advocate trying to get families to cook together. Yeah. It, it's very challenging, especially if the kitchen isn't big enough and you're yes, running over each other. Right. You know, because there are times when I'm trying to get something done and my kids are in there cooking, too. And I, I love having them there. But if I'm about to kill myself because I'm, right. you know, I'm carrying a knife and I'm trying to move from one place to another, you know what I mean? It's, right. It's, we it totally can be tight, know tight quarters. It's a, it's a luxury for us at this point in this particular house because almost all of our other houses, I don't know who designed it, but they don't obviously cook because they didn't give any room for more than one person to be right. there. Right. So. Mm-hmm. so, so do y'all ever have guest chefs hint, hint, uh, come to your kitchen to cook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would invite any guest chefs who would like to come. Just call me. Okay. Call in books okay. and media. Right. Mr. Tracy, right. I'll be happy to field the call. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Young. That's, that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So what did you all have for Easter? What was some we, of your dishes? Okay, well, what did you do, friend, Sister Tracy? What was have, your specialty? My specialty was um, grilled steak. So Ooh, yeah. we have a friend who it, she's taken it upon herself to always talk to her butcher, and she gets him to, to cut us the best steak she can get. And um, so she'll bring it to us about three or four days before the event. Mm. And... Um, and so I, I love to grill it because, to me, a good grilled steak, you can't beat, you know. Right. So, oh, yeah. um, this I'm with you. Had, it's what I gave up for Lent. Believe uh, me. I had it. I had it. I know where you are. That makes Easter uh, all yep, the more yep, glorious. Yep. Yes. So um, for us, I mean, I just like, you know, we just kind of work with a really hot grill. And um, it's pretty straightforward. I learned this from my brother. One time I was at his house. And um, it looks so easy. I was like, it can't be that that's all you did. And so basically what it is, is um, she gave us T-bone this year. Okay. So um, just kind of slather on some really good olive oil and um, make sure the grill is hot. And then just a good, generous uh, Tony Satchery's. Both sides, mm-hmm. front and back, you know, sides everywhere, <laughs> and then a little extra salt, and then that's it. I mean, I put that on the grill, and I, I just slap on a couple little cubes of butter mm-hmm. while it's grilling, mm-hmm. and um, I don't turn it more than once, so I <laughs> let it a, grill on one, one side, side, four and minutes, flip flip, it. depends yep. on how thick it is, how the other side. How thick it is, exactly. Now, th- this is because I hadn't, you know, given up steak for Lent. I went and got some really nice strip steaks at... Um, 
where did I go? At, at Rouse's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really nice prime strip steaks. But because I wanted to be super decadent, because it was the biggest feast day of the year, yes. after yes. I did basically that. Giving it up. I, like after giving it up. Days, right, right. But not, not I, that you're counting. I'm anemic, right, yeah. okay, at this point. <laughs> and, and I learned this from a Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris had this at one time. I don't know if they still do. But after I flipped it the first time, and I've got big, thick you know, strip steaks. Mm-hmm. After I flipped it the first time, I take some um, blue cheese, oh. okay, and panko all right oh, yeah, and you and you smush them together and then you if you were just to put the blue cheese on top and you put it back on the grill it'll you know melt off right, right. but you put the panko holds it together and it actually crisps it and then you get this crispy little tart of blue cheese on top mm. of the steak oh. okay we'll try, we'll try that. hey it's yeah. still easter you know? yeah oh hey. yeah but don't make we just the... need a donation of but steak don't know we'll, i'll take care of that for you sister five of y'all all right five pounds okay I, uh, but you know, you 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 the the little the little crispy thing on there, uh, it just gives it this oh, extra yeah. special. But you don't want to put the panko in there ahead of time. You don't want to make this ahead of time because it'll get soggy from mm-hmm. the moisture and mm-hmm. the cheese. So you do it right before you go on there. But then you just you kind of have to maybe get your hand close to the fire. But you just push it on there real oh, quick. No, no problem. And then it uh, and then it <laughs> kind of crisps up. You'll you'll oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I it's can worthy. see that in you. It's worth it, Sister Tracy. I think you're a carnivore, and I'm oh, very oh, happy. Oh, oh, I'm very happy I to hear. Fish, but, I'm, I'm you know. very happy to hear that, yeah. you know? <laughs> I will come and cook for y'all. Okay. For that. Hey, All right. There you go. There you go. All right. Easter season. We're still in the Easter season. Okay. So. You're right. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. so what else did you do? You, do, you grilled okay, the steaks. That's what all else did I you did? I, I did that, and then um, other sisters did their own specialties. Sister Alice did roasted carrots. Yes. And we made sure to buy, you know, when you can get the carrots that look like carrots, mm-hmm. you know, with the little, the little green on the top. So we roasted those. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. real carrots, not like was, packaged. Yeah, they look yeah. like right. carrots. It looked like, you know, the Easter bunny left them behind. <laughs> and then we also had. Um, and I made eggplant. It was yes. um, a recipe of my grandmother's. She, she would take the eggplant and take all the skin off of it, slice it down, dip it in egg, dip it in um, Italian breadcrumbs, and then deep fry it. Mm. It's oh, like, yeah. comes like potato chips and then it's, it's great. But we, uh, you know, we had the eggplant, we had everything and we neglected to see if we had breadcrumbs. So we had to improvise. So like we added some Tony Satries and then we took the Planko, which got go. creative and then, you know, shook it all up. So, we had, it worked. It was actually, I, I kind of liked using the Planko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Planko is great. Yeah. It's so, it gives Sorry, a great little really crisp to it. And Tony's, you can't beat Tony's. I mean, no, Tony's, I know. you know, like I, 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 I introduced all of Italy to Tony's. In fact, yeah. whenever I go back oh, there, yeah. I need to bring, you know, cases of it over there because all my friends over there have it all around every, the country. Every time Sir Tracy makes a piece of meat and uh, and I say, what did you put on it? It's so good. She goes, it's Tony's. It's Tony's. Yeah. It's yeah, Tony's. I tell you. That's the it's secret, really, right? Like on salmon, like grilled salmon, you know, mm-hmm. a little lemon pepper and Tony's. Mm. You know what else is really good with salmon is um, Paul Prudhomme's seafood magic. Okay. It's really good. Try is that. Yeah. I'm not a big, you know, some of them have different tastes. I don't yeah. really use a lot of them, but yeah. the seafood one really adds a nice flavor without adding anything that takes away from the flavor okay. of it. Okay, yeah. I do, I do salmon with that and because I, I, I a lot of fish during Lent, right? Mm-hmm. And so I did salmon and I would marinate it for a while with some sesame oil, brown sugar, some fresh ginger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, but I would, I would, 
do like you do with the Tonys on the yeah. salmon beforehand, then put it in that, then put it on the grill, and then use it as like kind of a marinade to make a really nice yeah. and some soy sauce. Soy sauce is in there yes. too. Oh, yes. so, yeah. Sounds delicious. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, it's, so we're uh, eating. Yeah, this is painful. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, all this this hurts. Like, oh, but then we also had rosemary uh, roasted potatoes. Oh yeah. You know, with the garlic yeah. and the oh, yeah. olive oil. Mm-hmm. So it was just a really great meal, and it was. And a then you had the cake for dessert. Yeah, we did. And then I bet y'all had port and cigars like after that. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and naps. And we, naps. Oh. And a, a nap oh. afterwards. We, um, you know, it's so great because we, we had a very similar thing with my classmates in seminary is that um, we got together. We really bonded as a class over food. And it wasn't just going out to the restaurants. It was, um, it was cooking. And there were a couple of guys in our class who really liked to cook. And so we decided because in Italy, it, you don't really see steak like we have here. And so once a semester, we'd go to this place that was like the Sam's Club of Rome and buy big hunks of meat and slice it ourselves. I mean, get the whole fillets or the whole ribeyes, cut it, and we would barbecue it up on the roof at our seminary. And, uh, and it just became a real bonding thing. We'd yeah. be up there all night. People would you'd have cheese and sausage and salami out there beforehand some of the guys and then you kind of because i kind of started it and you had guys who then took over certain areas so by the end of it it wasn't hard because everybody kind of knew what they were going to do and people could do their own thing and i can kind of like you know wave the wand of course i always cook the meat i'm like you sister i gotta cook the meat i gotta be over the grill but um but we it, it went on so much that since seminary we we've had a reunion every year and um, we get about a little over half the class comes every year and we do that for a week um, over at my family's and it's a mini retreat but the evenings are not quiet the evenings are are, uh, are dinner you know yeah, with all of us great. cooking and stuff yeah. and we're all going to be together at the end of um, we're all going for our 15th anniversary in, in to Rome in the end of May oh, wow. and so and, awesome. and one of the days while we're there we have we have we're going to restaurants all the restaurants we used to go to but one of the days we're going to cook because yeah. that's our so kind of our thing you're going to have to go find yourself some Italian cows. I, I'm going to get that. Uh, I'm going to go back to Metro. It's the yeah. it's the Sam's Club of Italy, and okay. you buy the whole hunks of meat, and I love butchering the meat and then uh, wow. seizing it. And I'll bring. I'll have my Tonys. Believe me, I'll have my Tonys there. Get that That's beautiful. TSA. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You can. Yeah, you can bring that. Right. Oh you yeah. Can bring that sure. Across. You can bring it in your. Oh yeah, Tony. So yeah, yeah I got no, You're not gonna have a problem check, with that. Checked. I got. You know, the other one that was kind of funny when I was in seminary, my my cousin who lives over in Alabama, he worked with a guy who owns a barbecue shack, and they came out with a line of seasonings, and now you can buy them in the store. And there's Nalty's steak seasoning, and then oh. there's Nalty's Creole seasoning, oh. and then this is the most <laughs> embarrassing one. Okay, and I have to just be a offensive about this and just say it he has one that's called Nalty's breast and butt rub oh <laughs> and it's for chicken and pork okay and i remember one of my parishioners one of my parishioners so fitting. this is I on the store it's on the it, it, one of my one of my one of my parishioners take a picture of this in the rouses four oh, blocks yeah. from my parish uh-huh. the first month i was in the parish like, do you have anything to do with this i'm like oh great my yeah, cousin has a new a new seasoning Maltese breast and butt rub but but the steak seasoning is really really good yeah. and i have people i know put it on salad but, oh, uh, wow. Really? They're, they're good. Oh. They're good rubs hey, if you good, see it. Good. Yeah. My mother went and bought all of the Nalti's breast and butt rub because she was so embarrassed uh, about it. And I said, <laughs> oh, mom, I said, great. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure now that you bought it all that they'll never get any more. Yeah, right? right. It's sold out in a yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. And well, now they're going to think, oh, people love it so much. We got to make more. Right. Of it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, oh, my gosh. 
That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the, the thing about living down here, though, huh? I mean, we, we love our food. We love uh, good food. And it's really sort of the centerpiece or um, the, the thing in the middle, right, that we, yeah. uh, we, we, we dance around when we get together. You know, family, community. Uh, God is there. God, the blessing that we have of family, of our, of our faith, but, but it's all around food. Yeah. And uh, it's just such a, a And we say it, we've, we say it a lot of times, Jesus gave himself as food. As food. I mean, exactly. why the, the food, yeah. the table is sacred. It's how we're fed. And, uh, and especially with, with sisters and, and priests together, prayer is a big part of it. We usually pray our Vespers right before we eat. And uh, of course, they, they usually call me Martha because I'm usually rushing the around at the last the, minute, yeah. you know, yeah. to get things ready. But, uh, yeah. but it's, uh, no, it's, it's a part of your, you know, Jesus came to us as a meal. And, uh, and so, um, so eating is, is sacred, you know, and, 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 you know, eating soberly and, and, and not wasting food and, and, and having it look beautiful and no, relishing you know, the food. Yeah. Just yeah. Enjoying mm-hmm. it. Sure. And appreciating it, being thankful for the gifts that we have and acknowledging that God, God does provide, you know, God is the one who, who provides. And, um, so we have a, a, another big thing coming up this weekend, right? Actually, more than one. We've got the the canonizations. We don't have time to talk about yeah. that because we're running oh, out of time here. Boy. But, but we're we have out of time. We, we Pope John, two popes two for the popes. first yeah. time two in popes. history. First canonization since Saint Pope, pope Saint Pius the tenth. Huge deal. The the bookends of the Second Vatican Council. The Pope who called it a Pope who was there, Pope mm-hmm. John Paul, mm-hmm. and the Pope who issued what he said was the last document of it in 1983, wow. the Code yeah. of Canon Law. So right. the bookends of the Second Vatican Council. And we I'll also celebrate it. the the uh, the Feast of of Divine Mercy. And with that in mind, uh, Monsignor, will you uh, give us your blessing as we close out the show? The Lord be with you and with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week. This production is affiliated with SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network, leading the way.